People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk family with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or on our website to hear us three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And also follow us on Facebook. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our soon-to-launch YouTube channel, and now on with this week's show. Hey, hey, Brothers Talk family all around the world, listening in the car, the gym, the kitchen, the den, the barber, the beauty shop, in the backyard, on the corner, or wherever you hold your relevant conversations to spur critical thinking and activisms to support the Black community. As always, we welcome our first-time listeners as we look forward to you joining us in keeping up the fight to lift up the critical thought process with enlightened conversations and promoting new and existing Black business opportunities to empower and enrich our community. This week in coronavirus, we're now in the midst of a full-fledged flu and RSV epidemic, two other respiratory infections that you can reduce your chances of getting by wearing a mask. The flu can also be a killer, people, and we know you don't want to be infecting family members, especially our medically fragile seniors during the holidays. We can do better than this, even as, as we said last week, the number of whites dying from COVID have surpassed us. Remember, our numbers have not decreased. It's that theirs have increased because they're not taking the disease seriously anymore. So let's not read into that the wrong way and ignore the fact that most of the airborne diseases we get do not originate in our communities. So we can do better than this, and we have to make sure that we do that just in time for the holidays. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Noah. Thanks, Rod. And hey, family, thank you for your continued support. Want to follow up on what Rod said a little bit. Uh, to 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 be exact, Dr. Fauci, the guy who was the leading expert uh, or what a spokesperson for for the coronavirus in this country, he recently came up with the virus. And the why he came up with the virus is the fact that he took his mask off. He said he felt, and it was basically peer pressure. He didn't call it peer pressure. I'm calling it peer pressure. He felt uncomfortable because he was the only person at the event where he was invited to be the keynote speaker who didn't have on a mask. So he took his mask off, and four days later he came up with COVID, and he missed his, daughter, missed his daughter's wedding because of COVID. So that in itself let you know that the virus is still out there and still impacting people in a negative way. And for some reason... We're still going down this rabbit hole. We're following people with this, who are who are deniers about the. They're deniers about everything, but they're deniers about the virus until it hits close to home. And what we what we're seeing here is people who've been deniers. All of a sudden, they get the virus, and they're filling up the hospitals. And those hospital beds that they're taking are taken away from people who have legitimate uh, heart problems or what other ailments that they have that can't be treated because people who are uh, virus deniers are filling up those beds. So wear your mask and get vaccinated. And by the way, Dr. Feitel was vaccinated and double boosted and he still got the virus. That's how deadly it is and contagious. 
Noah? Thanks, Scott. I just wanted to use my time this week to just dedicate a what's up to Deion Sanders, the coach at Jackson State University, and the impact that he's having on Black the community there, the Black community there, and the young men that he's mentoring. He's doing a fantastic job. He's affected the economy, the Black economy of Jackson. He's really given the HBCUs, the athletic program, such a high profile, and hopefully they'll bring in more money and better students and just more accolades. And I just wanted to take this time to thank him and let's support our HBUs. So when this episode drops, we'll be basically on the eve of this year's elections. And so we thought it a good time for us to really just kind of give an overview and try to help those of you who are out there who are still trying to make your opinions just maybe a little bit more aware and a little bit more smarter about what's going on on the ballot this year. You know, we often hear about these being the most important elections of our lifetimes. And a lot of times it really is a lot of hyperbole because it seems that no matter which party gets in, it doesn't affect our lives to great an extent. But this time around, there's some real clear choices. And for our longtime listeners and even some of the more recent listeners, you know that I'm a declared independent. And the reason I've been an independent was because I've often said and seen just what I said. It didn't really seem to matter a whole lot. I've often voted primarily with the Democrats. But I would sometimes when I saw some Republican ideas that I didn't think were so far upfield that if it wasn't for the rest of the Republican platform that I might not have been able to support. But this time around, the starkness difference between the two choices that are out there and the idea that the Republicans might get control of the House and the Senate or either one is really a frightening prospect. It should be frightening to those of us who are in the Black and other communities with color because you've got a white fragile majority that is decreasing and is scared of becoming no longer the majority. And therefore, they're doing everything they can to consolidate their power. And at the same time, they're also looking to come up with these antiquated ideas of how white men should have rule over women's bodies. And that doesn't even start to address the things like what would happen with the Voting Rights Act or, frankly, what would happen to the Biden administration if the Republicans get control of either of these processes. And God knows if they get control of both sides of the Congress, then we're just going to be in more of a mess than we've ever been because they're going to spend all of their time trying to enact the most racist, the most misogynistic, the most xenophobic policies that this country has ever seen. You're right, Rod. And and they, they're telling us what they're going to do. That's that's the part that's that's, that's kind of mind numbing, mind boggling, just just makes your head hurt because you can't understand the logic of people who need the assistance of, of, of government. They need support. A lot of these people are, are in subsidized housing. They're getting food stamps. They're getting a lot of aid from the government. And the Republicans are flat out telling you, we're going to cut Medicaid. 
we're going to cut Medicare. We're going to cut uh, uh, your Social Security benefits. We're going to cut uh, unemployment insurance. And yet people are lining up to vote for these guys. And the only thing that I can even uh, think about that make folks want to do that is is the race card. Is that, okay, as long as black people are not doing as well as me, then I'm okay with everything else. But the direction that the country is heading now um, is we're in a very, very precarious, dangerous situation. And for the black Republicans, we've always talked about wanting to have a black Republican on this show. Can one please come on this show and explain to me what your support, what is it that these guys are saying and what have they done in the past to make you want to say, yeah, that's my guy. Uh, I did see some commercials in Georgia where he interviewed some black guys who appeared to be, you know, business owner and owners and fairly intelligent. And they were saying stuff like about Brian Kemp. Um, well, uh, I don't see any re reason to change. Uh, Brian Kemp has been a good governor to me. Uh, I don't see anything that he's did wrong. And I'm like, uh, what about the last election when he was the secretary of state and running for governor? Uh, so it, it's a little uneasing and confusing because we haven't been able to get somebody, a black Republican on this show to explain their, their position to us and the rest of black America. Rod, you have said it time and time again, what this election and the past couple of elections were all about. Literally whites are voting for racism and white supremacy, their place in this country. They're not voting for their best interest, ironically, nor are they voting for the, what's best for the country, because there's no way that anybody with a half a brain could believe that Donald Trump is what's best for this country. And it's just obvious, again, in their support of Herschel Walker, who has raised millions upon millions of dollars for his Senate bid, that this is more about disenfranchising us than it is supporting the country. And anybody out there who is not cognizant of the looming specter of 45 over the Republican Party is not only being disingenuous, but they're failing to acknowledge who they really are. Because if you support the efforts of those who are behind 45, meaning the election deniers, then I'm going to just say it straight out. You're racist. You're misogynistic. You're xenophobic. And frankly, you're stupid because you don't realize that the real problem in this country are those who are willing to continue to facilitate the greatest wealth migration in the history of the world, where more and more of your hard-earned dollars are being transferred to the upper 2%. The problem, as we've said on many different occasions, is that 2% knows that if you ever wised up and realized that the real problem in this country is the fact that that money is not unlimited, and therefore, for every dollar that goes to them, that's a dollar that's taken away from you. 
And so why would you continue to allow them to get you with the okie doke of making you think that black people and and so-called illegal immigrants who, as I said, are no longer anything other than people who are returning indigenous people to their ancestral home. Why are they your problem? Why would LGBTQI people be your problem? Why would equal pay for women? Why would abortion rights be your problem? That's not where the money is going. It's not an entitlement if you paid into it. You're all looking forward to your social security and you let them continue to tell you that that's socialism. You all depend on fire and water services and police and an army that's supported by your tax dollars. That's socialism. But yet you've allowed people to try to tell you somehow that socialism is a bad word, not the way that it's practiced in this country because they don't call it that. But look it up. Find some dictionary or encyclopedia and really understand what it is before you start letting labels convince you that up is down and right is wrong. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right, Rod. You got a, you got a situation here where people, and I remember uh, someone was talking about Donald Trump, Trump's strategy when he first came into office and he would just constantly tell lies. And even though people would call him out, they would call him out for a day maybe, and then he keeps telling a lie instead of them calling him out. And, and, and his logic was, if you say it long enough, people will believe it. And that's what they've been doing. And people are so gullible, gullible like you said, Rod, and, and so unsophisticated and can't think for themselves till they believe that garbage. And, and so now you got people who are living a lie. We're basically living in two separate universes. You got the truth and then you got lies. And the, the, the folks who are telling the lies, you know that they're lying because they're the ones who are are threatening people and threatening violence and trying to threat, threaten people, keeping people from, uh, from voting, trying to intimidate uh, people at the polls who are working the polls. You have folks there with, you know, armed fo folks out there guarding the polls and watching people on drop boxes and that, that that kind of thing. So how do we get out of this mess? You know, who's going to stand up and really, because right now on the Democratic side, what you have now fighting for us is for the Democrats, actually is uh, Joe Biden and Barack Obama. Uh, other than that, the next strongest person you got is Nancy Pelosi. She's like 82 years old. Where are the fighters? They pretty much kind of uh, keep the microphone away from the squad. They're strong. They're strong women. But for some reason, the press doesn't really, on the national level, they don't approach them anymore. They don't want to hear what they have to say. Yet they're being threatened every day. They're being threatened every day. Their families are being threatened. And this nonsense somehow some people got to be held accountable. Why is it that Tucker Carlson hasn't been held accountable and the folks on Fox News haven't been held accountable for all of the racist stuff they've been saying and spewing throughout the years? Yeah, what, what Kanye West did and said was stupid and wrong and hateful, but the fact that Tucker Carlson and the crew on Fox 
have been doing that for years and we haven't organized the congressional black caucus haven't organized no group has organized enough and stayed with it long enough to put pressure on the sponsors of those programs to get them off tv so they just been running them up you know once again i want to reference something that rod has spoken about many times in regards to the dumbing down of this country we are seeing the real effects of Reagan and his assault and the Republican assault on education in this country. We live in a country where the average citizen does not read on a seventh grade level. So literally, they're going to believe anything that's put out on the idiot box. They're going to believe anything that your president or candidate is saying, as in Trump, which Scott just alluded to, they're going to believe these things. Well, thanks for reminding Norm, because you know, we were talking in the run-up to this show about the polls. And Scott, you mentioned how the polls are out there and how we doubt the validity of the polls, which I think we are right to do because I think, again, we got the top 2% who are controlling that part of the process too. But what we know is happening because of what you just referenced, Norm, the illiteracy effectively of so many people is that they start taking polling information as gospel. So they start actually believing the hype. And so while in any other era where people were more educated and more willing to question authority, even you would have people who would say, well, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't make sense that Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker would be running neck and neck. Look at the election in Pennsylvania for the Senate between Fetterman and Dr. Oz. That doesn't sound right that that election would be that close when Dr. Oz doesn't even live in Pennsylvania, but he's running neck and neck with Fetterman for the senatorial candidacy there. Look at the election, other elections across the country, like in Nevada and in Georgia, other elections in Georgia and Florida, where the case and the choice should be crystal clear, but they are not according to the polls. And because the polls say that, and because we have people who are not willing to do the work of thinking for themselves, it somehow seems the lies are going to be borne out, at least to make it closer than it should be. Yeah, Rod, Rod uh, mentioning, let's talk about the polls a little bit. I don't know anybody who knows anybody who knows anybody who's ever been interviewed for one of those polls. Uh, it seems like they're interviewing the same 100, 100, or a 1,000 people, or the same group of people. Uh, and also, when polling, you have to understand, you can't bleed the polling because it depends on how the, the, the instrument was designed. If you're asking a person, if you're asking leading questions, if you're saying to somebody, hey, um, is the economy, how important is the economy for you? Is it your number one concern? Of course they're going to say yes. They're going to always say yes about the economy. But something just doesn't gel to me with these polls. They're saying that the economy uh, is, is the number one thing. Then they have crime and they have all of these other things. But we also know that they've been reporting in the news that there's been this huge increase of registered voters who were new registered voters who were women and they registered because of 
what happened with Roe v. Wade. And I don't think that all of those women registered so they can say, you know what? Hmm, I registered to vote, not because of that Roe v. Wade didn't motivate me to vote. I'm registering to vote because it's the economy and crime. Those two things, it just doesn't make any sense to me what they're putting out there on the news. And that's part of the reason why news media has lost so much credibility because they're out there not being, they're being dishonest and they're not portraying the truth to people. So it's hard for folks to, to actually distinguish what's true and what's not because you're saying one thing, but in actuality, it's something totally different. Well, let's not forget the news media is there to make money, which is really what propelled Trump. They gave him, I mean, billions of dollars of free airtime and advertising, which literally got him elected. They're not there for the betterment of the country or us as citizens. They're there to promote and sell commercial airtime. But again, look who they're selling it to. And look who's watching it, actually, and getting their information. If that's your only source of information, you're in trouble. And as a country, we're in trouble because we as a people don't read anymore. Nor do we have sources where we can actually read and get real information from. So it's a double-edged sword here. We're in a lot of trouble. So there you have it. Bottom line, we got to get out and vote. We have to vote smart because... We as black people have never really had an issue of voter turnout, even when they do their best to suppress us. Matter of fact, I'm of the opinion that sometimes when they try their best to stop us from voting is when we really will get our dander up and double down our efforts to make sure that we vote. But we need to make sure that we're voting the right way, that we're voting for our own best interest and we're voting for those who are going to propel us forward. So that take it from us. We really need to be out there. We cannot sit this one out. And we definitely need to make sure that we get candidates in who are going to look out for the Black community. In our Black Business Spotlight, in Black Enterprise, we find the story of the International Franchise Association that in early 2021 launched the historic Black Franchise Leadership Council as part of the long-established Diversity Institute. The council aims to increase black business ownership and generational wealth. About 30% of franchises are minority owned, according to the IFA statistics, but only 8% of franchises are black owned. Matthew Haller, president and CEO of the IFA, has committed to this compelling cause, not just in words, but with action. So that's a wrap for another program, and God willing, We'll keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Don't forget you can follow and communicate with us, sending your comments, questions, and show ideas to the Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us to brotherstalk at gmail.com. Until the next episode, as always, we sincerely appreciate your time and interest, and rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And remember, let's do better today, because that's all we really have.